everybody. This is Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude. Good morning, everybody. This is my friend Mahogany Styles. You can find this on iTunes. I really love, uh, I really love playing music from different artists. Very talented. Good morning, everybody. This is Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude. Thank you so much for joining the show. Today, we are being heard on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, YouTube Live, and of course, Facebook Live. Uh, good morning, everybody. Hope everyone's doing well today. Uh, we <laughs> Wow, what a day. What a day. Um, I'm, uh, I'm streaming live from a different page today, so if you're listening right now on Spreaker or iHeartRadio, golly, I cannot talk. If you're speaking, if you're listening <laughs> live, you can go to Morning Gratitude with the Mayor. You can just search MG, Morning Gratitude with the Mayor, MGWTM, or just look up Joshua T. Berglund's Morning Gratitude, and you'll find it. Uh, you can interact with the show here. Um, good morning, everybody. So this is, a, this is a new day. This is a brand new day. And of course, I'm butchering the, end, the beginning like I do every time. So if you've been used to listening, if you've been used to, God, I can't talk today. If you were used to live, listening, I, I swear to you, you would have think I was drunk this morning. Anyway, if you were used to listening on Spreaker or watching on Facebook Live, you know that I butcher the beginning of every episode, <laughs> so this is nothing new. Um, I've got something new today. 
Um, I'm coming from my other page because you know what? I, I really just think it's time to start doing the show on the morning gratitude show, uh, morning gratitude page. And today is the first day we are streaming live on Facebook. So I don't know why it's saying I'm not streaming live on Facebook, but it looks like, oh, I am. No, I don't know what I'm doing. Dadgummit. So I'm trying to, just speaking of being dyslexic and all over the place, I'm literally trying to stream live from YouTube and this page at the same time, as well as <laughs> my regular page. So I'm discombobulated. I knew I set myself up for all kinds of craziness because I'm trying to go live on YouTube and I don't get it. So I don't understand what I'm doing. I don't know how I thought I went live. It's telling me it's waiting on me. I don't understand what that means. Nonetheless, I'm on YouTube. I'm on Facebook. I'm on iHeartRadio and <laughs> on Spreaker. We're just all over the place. Why? Because you know what? We want to spread some gratitude. Um, I am new at all of this. I'm trying to figure it all out. I'm trying to run a professional show. And it's just been like, you know, instead of coming with a blowtorch or uh, a, a freaking Bic lighter or even matches, I'm rubbing two sticks together to make this happen. So what are you going to do? Anyway, and just like every time I do a show, like when I go on a new platform, the one thing that always seems to happen is that my guest gets sick. It's happened both times. Both times. So I let's just tell a little story. Because now I can call I now I can say who it is and now I can do this. Hi, good morning everybody. So now I can say a little bit of history. So how are we here and why are we here? Okay. So iHeartRadio, this is a this is a dream come true for me. Like this is great. I'm on the radio now. And, and I'm also on Facebook and YouTube. And that is, that is a really amazing thing. Considering that when I started the show, I started it with my phone. And it just became this thing. My friend Sally Gibbs said, hey, she, she started posting uh, daily gratitude. And I thought, you know what? It would be really amazing if, if I did the same thing, but I just did Facebook Live. And so I reached out to her and I said, hey, I'm going to steal your idea. Are you cool with that? She's like, yeah, sure. Everybody needs more gratitude. Well, somehow it evolved from a phone to now iHeartRadio. But let's back up two weeks. We're going to tell a little story real quick. Good morning, everybody that's listening. Okay, and watching on Facebook. I can't see names yet on Facebook, so you guys forgive me. You're going to have to comment and ask questions for me to know who's here to say good morning to you. Anyway, so, and forgive me because this is going to be a ride. We are going to have fun with bipolar because right now, being bipolar, because right now I'm in one of those waves. So we're going to enjoy this. So anyway, so we started on the phone. And so I did a radio show um, one night on the Armed Radio Network. And good morning, everybody. Carrie, good to see you. All right. Now I'm seeing all my faces again. All right. So I started a show on the, ar or, or I'm sorry, I went on a show, a night show on the Armed Radio Network, and it was a complete disaster. It was, I, you know, it was like Seinfeld, but it made even less sense. Like it wasn't even funny. It was discombobulated and all over the place and unorganized, and I didn't know what the heck was going on. And, but for, I just, for some reason, I just felt like I was going to go in attack mode and kind of like, I, I don't know. I just showcased another side of my personality. 
And I thought it was a disaster. Well, evidently it wasn't because they offered me my own radio show on the Armed Radio Network. And the part of the lure was, lure, 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 lure. Part of the lure is that you were going to be on iHeartRadio. So I got, I'm like, oh God, yeah, I want to be on the radio. This is all I've wanted to be because iHeartRadio is the biggest radio station in the freaking world. So why wouldn't I want to be on iHeartRadio? Of course. Okay. So that's how they got me to sign up. Good morning, Brandon. Good to see you. Good, good to see you. We're going to get to gratitude in just a second, I promise. Um, <laughs> but we're going to tell a story. How in the heck I ended up here. That's what we're going to talk about really quick. So then I get I, like, I'm all excited. And they say, well, you need to pre-record six episodes first. I'm like, well, that's a great idea. Because that way I can get my feet wet and understand. But, you know, I wanted it now. And, of course, the first week was an epic disaster because I can, I'm still butchering the freaking intros. And I'm three weeks into this. Like, trying to do a professional intro, have everything smooth and smooth music. Like, I don't know if I'll ever figure it out. And I don't even know if I care, really. Because it's kind of funny at this point that I cannot nail the intro. But here we are. So, I accept the gig. And then they say, okay, well, you need to do six episodes. Okay, that's fine. So... I started and it was a disaster, but for some reason I couldn't even pre-record the episodes and I couldn't upload them and it was just a train wreck. Well, okay. So then comes the weekend and I get the opportunity to be on another radio station, the Edge Network, the Edge Radio Network. And so then I'm at the Edge Radio Network and and I, I think that it's going to work in unison with the Armed Radio Network. Well, <laughs> not so much. I didn't know this, but it didn't work out. Um, evidently, Evidently, being on both networks was not the right thing, and 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 they and 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 the uh, armed radio network didn't want that to happen. So, what am I going to do? So, <laughs> so I got this text, but basically, I was being kicked off the airwaves of the armed radio network because I chose to go with the edge radio network. Well, okay, so there goes iHeartRadio. So I reach out to the guy, and the, and, and we have a nice talk, and then basically, I'm given a choice. I have to choose the Edge Radio Network or I have to choose the Arm Radio Network. I don't like being told what to do at all, especially when I don't feel right about something. So, and I don't like being pressured. So, um, I chose the Edge Radio Network. And while doing that, I lost a huge audience because the Edge Radio Network is a startup radio network. And, but I love what they're about. I love what they're about and they support me. So, I love them. But in that process, I decided I'm going to figure out how to get my own radio station. Because I got to tell you something, entrepreneurs out there, business people out there, uh, anyone that's branding themselves, you better own your stuff. Don't let anyone else own you ever because you're basically an employee again. So I wanted to know. So thanks to my friend, she kind of guided me a little bit and told me which way to go. And so I decided, you know what? I'm going to try to get on iHeartRadio myself. I'm not going to wait. I'm just going to do it. So I started the process. And I uploaded all of my content to iHeartRadio and waited for them to get approved. And they said it would take about two weeks. It took seven days. Um, I found out that I got approved and here I am on iHeartRadio and on Spreaker and on YouTube, I think. I think I'm live on YouTube. I can't tell. I'm looking at myself on YouTube. Does that mean I'm live? Anyway, so, uh, but we are here with a Facebook audience because I love the Facebook audience. And that's what I'm, honestly, that's where this started. And so 
as we evolve and have all of these different ups and downs and find out, oh, you're going to be on TV. Oh, no, you're not. You're going to be on TV. No, you're not. We're here. And the one thing about this that will never change is no matter where, how many radio stations we get kicked off of and how many times that, you know, <laughs> we fail and screw up the intros and everything else, no matter how much that happens. Hold on. I just realized something. I just realized that... Bear with me, folks. Um, everybody watching, I am. Um, I think that I'm not even on my own page. That's kind of crazy. Um, yeah, I'm not. <laughs> so anyway, um, this audience will be different. So yeah. Anyway, back to normal. Um, anyway, I was. I just realized that I'm trying to. I'm really trying to do the show from the morning gratitude page um, because I really the metrics matter and. I just realized that I didn't share on my own page. So what are you going to do? I don't know. Um, so here we are on iHeartRadio. And just like last time, starting a new platform, my guests get sick the night before. What are you going to, I mean, you know, what are you going to do? So I'm here. And it's, 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 it's ironic to me. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to share this. I really am going to try to share this. And I'm babbling. Bear with me, please. I, I'm going to get these systems down. But I'm producing my own show. So that means it's kind of a, a mess. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know. Uh, here I Okay, here we go. I am. We'll try that again. This is really funny to me. Um, so I'm trying to produce my own show and make sure that the people that normally watch the show, that like the show, get to see it. And I don't know if Facebook is burying this or not because I'm doing it on my page and I haven't paid for advertising. Um, I've had my love affair with Facebook lately because they banned me from doing Facebook Live for a while. That was interesting. And then now I'm trying to go live on YouTube, but I have no idea if I'm actually live on YouTube. Um, yeah, I can't. It, it says waiting on Josh Berglund. I don't know what that means. I don't know what I've done wrong. This is such a uh, bloody disaster. And I, <laughs> oh, it says I'm live now. <laughs> I am live. Oh, whoop, shoot. I, I am live on YouTube. Who would have thought? Okay, so I'm live on YouTube right now. Anyway, um, so I'm trying to figure out all this stuff by myself because here's the thing. You really, if you guys are at, at, like relentlessly putting out content, you guys are out there trying to make it, dude, own your own stuff. And it's nice to have, it's nice to have somebody to take care of you and look after you and help promote you and help produce your show. Um, it, it's nice. It's, it's really great, but I don't have that. I can't, I'm, I've got amazing people who watch the show on Facebook. Thank you. I, I have people that watch the show on Facebook that I love and they are, they are the center of what this has been all about because it's where it started. So no matter what God has planned for me, um, I do not plan to abandon the Facebook audience because, frankly, you guys are the best. I love interacting with you guys, and I love making, I just love, wait, here we go. Um, here we go. No, 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 I'm not on there. I don't know. I don't know what the heck's going on. Whatever. So, I, I love the Facebook audience because you guys are what have given me the confidence to keep doing this, and believe me, if no one watched the show, then I probably wouldn't have the courage to keep doing it. So I want to talk about, by, uh, what, you know what? No, I want to talk about this first. This is important to me. Um, and your comments are important because this is kind of what keeps the show going is comments and questions and stuff like that. But um, 
I so you guys know by now, everyone that's listened before, for those who don't know on Spreaker and don't know on iHeartRadio and you don't know on uh, YouTube, I'm a follower of Christ. Um, I'm a believer and I don't call myself a Christian, but Jesus is who I worship and God is who I worship. But at the same time, I've also been one of those people that has never really judged people for their beliefs. I've never judged people for their beliefs. If you believe that, you know, you are, you, you have God within you and you are God. If you believe that Buddha is your God, if you believe that, um, um, uh, if you believe that the chair is your God, I mean, that's a little strange to me, honestly. Um, but the point is that I don't judge you based on your beliefs. I don't judge you based on, you know, who you love, what you love, uh, what you've done. I don't do that um, at all because I have no reason to judge. I've been to jail six times. I've been divorced twice. I don't see my twins who um, every day that I do this show, um, I hope that through the grapevine, they, they are able to see me and um, they find me. And I hope like hell that, or I hope, I don't, let me back, take that back. I hope like heaven that one day they find me and go, hey, he's not so bad after all. Or he's not the scumbag that we heard he was. Now, here's the truth. I was probably that scumbag and worse, but I'm not now. And so I try to live my life every day in such a way that my kids will find me. I have an amazing 17-year-old daughter who I love more than anything. Um, and I have only recently been connecting to her, but it's, it's been rough. It's not been the easiest thing because we live apart. So every day that I work, I work intentionally to be able to be in the financial situation, uh, uh, the financial position, to be able to help her move to California to have a life outside of small town Oklahoma, that's what I care about. That's what I love doing. I, I, I like I love her, you know, and and she's like she's me. I mean, she's me, totally me. Like, but she's a woman, and uh, I'm not a woman. So anyway, um, but I that's what I do. I I love her, and and I. I want to be able to be there for her in ways that I have not been there for her. And a big portion of my struggles in life, I'm not prepared today because I had a guest, so I may be all over the place, bear with me. But we were going to discuss bipolar disorder. So for a long time, I, um, man, I, I think about all of the decisions that I have made in my life. <laughs> Good and bad. And they've always fallen somewhere between a bipolar high and a bipolar low. And I didn't really battle with depression. I mean, I wanted to kill myself. Don't get me wrong. With being bipolar. I wanted to kill myself. But I was doing it like, you know, like how much can I party? <laughs> like how many drugs can I do and, and still live? Yeah, that's trying to commit suicide. So... Um, but I didn't really battle with depression. What I battled with was a dark passenger. And so I never, I enjoy my bipolar highs. Hi, Bonnie. Uh, hi, Carrie. Good to see you. Brandon, good to see you. Uh, everyone watching or listening on Spreaker and iHeartRadio, thank you so much. Everyone watching on YouTube and Facebook, thank you. Um, but when I, like, uh, my lows were more like a dark passenger. And... 
So I love the bipolar high. It's so euphoric and you just feel like you're floating and it's an out-of-body experience and you have this these amazing moments of creativity where you just feel like you're in a flow and the joy is insane. It is, there's no better high in the world than a bipolar high. You can't get it from drugs. You can't. But the problem with a bipolar high is it's as addictive as cocaine. And you... And, and, and I don't know how many of you out there that have dealt with bipolar disorder, but it, 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 it can suck. It, it, it changes how people talk to you. It changes the way people look at you. It changes the way you think you think people look at you. It creates a lot of delusions. It creates confusion. It, it creates a euphoria that you think everything's going to be okay and 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 you just go spend money and you do you do bad things and you think you're invincible and you're not bipolar highs have led me to making some of the dumbest decisions ever but i want to talk about the dark passenger first because of the bipolar highs and i i don't know what's created bipolar disorder i'm yeah, I, Ivan, I'm getting there, I promise. Good to see you, buddy. Um, so, I don't know what caused bipolar, the, my bipolar disorder. I don't know if, you know, I've shared before that I was molested. I've t- shared before that I was physically abused. I've shared before that I was verbally abused. I, you know, I have abandonment issues. I don't know. My earliest, my earliest trauma is abandonment. And then it was the being molested and then the physical abuse. And then after everything after that was self-inflicted, <laughs> it was self-inflicted, but I don't know what, which point that I actually developed being bipolar, but I do remember at a very young age having those moments of, and I, and I, I remember coming home from the movie theater. It was, I was probably about, I was in junior high cause it was the first party and I was so, I had so much social anxiety. It was weird being there. It was my friend Garrett Campbell's party is at his house. And I remember hanging out with his mom. Like everyone else is like dancing on the um, the pool tables. He had a really nice house. Still probably does. Um, had a really nice house. And everyone's dancing, having a good time. And like all I wanted to do was hang out with his mom because I felt more comfortable that way. And and I had just had so much anxiety and I didn't fit in. And But I remember coming home uh, and, and the next just being really down and just like I don't belong here. And then... The next day, went to a movie with my parents, and I remember getting home from the movie and sitting on the toilet thinking of ways to kill myself because I felt so out of place. And, and, I, and, it, was, and it was strange. Like, I was thinking, can I cut myself? Can I hurt myself? What can I do? And, but the dark passenger, when that was created in me, I'm, I'm very, very sure that... For me, it wasn't so much the depression, it was the numb, soulless, empty, dark, only attracted to the darkness of the world, only attracted to just like I needed vile stimulus to feel alive. I needed vile stimulus, whether it was pornography or pain or hurt or watching violent things to stimulate any thought in me, but only made it worse. And, but I didn't like that feeling. It's just what happened, right? I couldn't get out of it. And then the upswing when I discovered drugs 
was this was the thing that would keep me up. Like when I finally would get out of it and I would just be the euphoria of being bipolar and riding that and having fun and, oh, he's so charismatic. Oh, he's so this, he's so that. Yeah. But it was just a complete freaking disaster at the same time. Irresponsible, blowing money, not being responsible with money, um, you know, just being supreme, like every... Thing that I was obsessed with, which wasn't good, um, drugs and sex and everything else, I would ride that wave. And when the wave would come down, I would seek more drugs. So I'm pretty sure that my bipolar disorder was conditioned through, I I know, I'm pretty sure how it started through trauma, but obviously the self-abuse from there is what made it worse. And it just a manic, a manic joy or a manic craziness that would happen, and then boom, the dark passenger. And I've never really been able to figure out the, like what it was all about, and, and and I didn't understand it. But my f- second wife is the one that convinced me that I needed to be on uh, be on medication, and she was right at that time. And so I I got on meds for the first time, and I was taking Lamictal, I think it was. And I got to be honest with you, at first it, it toned down, it toned me down. And I was like, this is a good thing. This is a really good thing for me. I really need to do this. And, but what I also realized was how even killed it made me. And it almost numbed me in a different way where, I, you know, I was calm and, you know, probably more organized but I didn't have that drive and ambition and I didn't, I didn't like how I felt. I wasn't interested in anything. I wasn't passionate. I wasn't, well, I just wasn't me. It wasn't me. And I hated not being me because I think anyone that's bipolar would recognize that, you know, those highs are fun. You know, they, they're full of life and, but I, even when I wasn't on a high, I'm a passionate guy. I'm a fun-loving guy that likes to have fun and, and, and laugh and, ha- and just have a good freaking time. And <laughs> I, I didn't like that feeling, so I started using drugs even more with taking bipolar meds. So that went on for a long time. It got to the point where I ended up being put on like nine different medications, so everything from sleeping meds to depression meds to ADHD meds to bipolar meds, you name it. And that's not like, obviously that's not safe either. So then I would immediately stop taking the bipolar meds because I felt out of whack. Well, no kidding, dummy. No wonder you felt out of whack because you were doing so many drugs. And just and drinking and just being a maniac and not sleeping and just not caring for my health. And I this back and forth thing with medication, like I would start taking it, not stop taking it, start taking it, stop taking it, because I hated the way it made me feel. Like I, I felt like honestly that I could just I I could live a better life not on the meds. Well, when I stopped taking the meds, then I would really freak out. And I just, it, 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 bipolar disorder is this one, this crazy thing that everyone I think I've talked to experiences something different. 
you know, the voices that would, I don't know if this is, if this is bipolar or not, but just the voices in my head sometimes and, 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 and just, you know, the way that they would talk to me and it, that in itself was a little strange, but I pretty much gave up, um, any hope of trying to live a normal life, um, after my second divorce and I went full fledged into abusing cocaine and alcohol and I just hated life, hated the way I felt, never felt comfortable, never felt normal, nothing. And sadly, the relationship that I was in, like I didn't have the ability to stop myself. That was the biggest thing. I didn't have the ability to keep, to stop myself from making these bad choices. Like I would, I didn't want to abuse cocaine. I didn't want to do cocaine six days a week. I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to do any of that. But I couldn't stop myself. I, was, I just, like, I could not stop. I don't know how. I couldn't stop. I remember, I'm backing up. I'm bouncing all over the place. But as these stories pop in my mind, it's appropriate to share them. I remember, um, it was during my first marriage. I remember, I just started going to, like, this outpatient rehab. And I thought that, you know, hey, this is it. I'm going to get well. I'm going to do so much better. And, and I remember going outside of my dad, like of the office that we had, it was on um, 104th street in, 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 on Pennsylvania Avenue and um, in Oklahoma city. And I remember like getting a text. I'm like, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to do Coke. I'm not going to do Coke. I'm not going to do Coke. I'm not going to do it. 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 And then, and then I got a text. Hey man, I got some new stuff and you want it? Yes. I remember I swear to you, I got to give a visual. I, well, no, I'm not going to give a visual because we're on the radio, dadgummit. Anyway, I remember literally getting up from my desk, walking out the front door, walking right back in the front door, walking back in, walking back out. Then I stayed out. Then I went to my truck and I got there and I, my brain, I could feel it just like pressuring my brain and squeezing my brain. Ugh. No, you want to do this. You want to do it just one more time. Just one more time. You want to do it. You want to do it. You want to do it. No, I don't. No, I don't. God, no, 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 no. God, you, you, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Ah, uh, got in my car driving and I had a tear crawling down my face. And I'm like, I can't believe I'm driving. And then all of a sudden it's like this out of body experience. Wow, my God. Next thing I know, I'm an eight ball in. And just continue to do that. That happened a lot. I didn't want to do any of that stuff. I, um, the decision for me to, um, so when I gave my life to Christ, I was, um, it was my sixth time in jail and we don't need to go over all those stories, but it was sixth time in jail. And I, one of the things that I noticed, and at that time I was taking medications and, um, you know, I had weaned off of partying because I really did want to make a life change, but it was, um, I, I was still, how I ended up in jail was a, a an alcohol and coke fueled fight with my ex-girlfriend and, or girlfriend and, 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 and <laughs> so we both go to jail and, but in jail, I'm thinking I'm going to be there for five years and, but that's when I had you know, I had my moment with God, 
But I also thought I was going to be in jail for five years. But when I got out, which was a miracle, and that's a story for another time, um, I had to make some decisions. And I remember praying and and, and I, at this point, I had received the Holy Spirit. I know. I had. The, I know the moment. And I, and I was kind of on a euphoric. You know, when people first get saved, as they call it, um, or they have the moment with God, you know, it's a, there's a euphoric element to it. There really is. And then it goes away. It went away for me after about a month. Like I just felt like, oh my God, I can't connect. I can't connect. And I'd wake up from hangovers, from the medication. And I wasn't drinking or partying anymore. And I would just, from the meds I was taking, I would have these awful hangovers. And I could not, I could not uh, stop it. I couldn't, I, 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 I couldn't get out of it. I couldn't focus. I'd try to read my Bible. I couldn't read my Bible. I'd try to pray. And it was just like, nothing. This is dead. This is dead. How am I going to do this? And I hated the way meds made me feel. So I made a decision to start using CBD, cannabinoids, you know, CBD. But the thing I started to do, um, what I stopped doing also is I immediately stopped taking meds, which is probably not the safest or smartest idea. In fact, if you're listening, I'm telling you right now, do not stop taking your drugs, your mental, your prescription drugs and start using CBD or cannabis without talking to a doctor that knows what they're talking about. Please don't do something stupid like me. I just felt like I had no choice. I hated the way I felt and I desperately needed to connect to God. I desperately needed that feeling. I desperately needed to know that I could continue to connect to God because that was the only way that I was going to stay straight, that I was going to stay on the path and, and also honor my commitment to fulfill my purpose and to do what God called me to do. I couldn't do it with the meds that I was on. It was too much. And I desperately needed to connect. Desperately. So I quit taking it and I started using CBD. And ever since then, I have not taken meds. I have not taken one single um, medication for for mental health or for sleep, depression, for ADHD. I don't do any of it, and I'm so thankful that I'm that I don't have to do that anymore, because I can feel I. I'm still bipolar. I still have PTSD. I still have ADHD, but. I'm able to manage it now in ways that I couldn't before. Yes, I have bipolar highs, but I'm aware that they're coming and I know to start like managing it. And, and the CBD has helped me so much. I've started using actually, look, um, if you're watching on TV, so this is RSO oil. I don't know if you guys can see it. Um, Zeppelin RSO. And um, I started using that. Started using SoCo Cannabis's CBD products. Um, heck, I even use CBD skincare. <laughs> like I really believe in it, and it's been it's helped me a lot. And here's the best part: I yeah, I get down, but my downs are normal. They're not dark passengers where I'm like, I need to feel, I need to feel. I mean, I swear to you, in my dark passenger days, I could not. <sighs> when I would feel the dark passenger there. 
it was this empty dark vessel they are not i was an empty empty vessel i was empty i was in a hole um i had no life i could watch some of the most horrifying things and feel nothing which of course then would make me desperately want to feel i'm so blessed to not have that anymore I honestly, I can look you in the face, everyone that's watching, I can look at you and say, I, I, I'm, I, I really do thank CBD. It's helped me stay connected. Mental health is a real thing. Um, you know, bipolar disorder, people like, I'm, I'm curious, anyone out there, you're, anyone out there that's listening or watching, like, I mean, that's bipolar or you have depression, how hard is it for you to connect to God or source or whatever you worship? How hard is it for you? Is it, is it something that's challenging for you? Because I, I recognize that it was challenging. Even, even now, there's times that I'm like, God, I need you. <laughs> Help me out here. But it is so much easier and I don't have the the. the brain fog well I'm pretty foggy but <laughs> um, I but it's different it, it there's a clarity and there's a managing of bipolar disorder and PTSD and, and and managing the ADHD and also realizing that there are superpowers there are superpowers that I can use because I have certain capabilities that make me feel like I'm freaking Superman I mean, I can't fly. Of course, I haven't tried. I live on the 20th floor. I guess I could try. Just kidding. Just kidding. I'm not going to try. Uh, <laughs> it's challenging at times for everyone, Carrie. Uh, Marquita says, Oh, Mahogany Styles, what's up? I played your music. Um, your story is our story, Josh. You have no idea how much I relate. Uh, thank you so much for watching, Bonnie. Oh, you're so sweet, Bonnie. Thank you. Um, but you know, I now embrace that. There's a book called, um, David versus Goliath by Mal Malcolm Gladwell and Malcolm Gladwell is, uh, I obviously most of you know him. Um, he, this book is fantastic. David versus Goliath, but he has a chapter about dyslexia and, uh, how dyslexia is actually a gift. I agree. My dyslexia is an awesome gift. It feeds into my vi my ability to be a visionary, my ability to connect the dots and see. I can't focus here, but I can see here and how everything connects back. That's a, that's a gift. That's a gift. That's what allows me to do what I do professionally. It allows me to be able to see people like Mahogany Styles and see the gift that she has, Ivan. For me to see the gift you have, Carrie. For me to see the gift you have. And yes, Bonnie, even you. You who says that you you say all the time that you have no purpose or you don't know your purpose. I see your purpose. You know, and it's it that's that's a it's a blessing to be able to see that and help people discover theirs or help people in mot to to motivate them, inspire them to seek and start living what God created them to do. That's what it's all about. For me now, but bipolar, being bipolar can be a gift. And I know that, 
Johnny Manziel just came out, um, I guess yesterday. It was in an interview. I don't watch TV. I don't watch TV, so I don't know. I just po- saw it pop up on Facebook that Johnny Manziel came out as bipolar. And it's funny. You know, when Tiger Woods, <laughs> when Tiger Woods got busted uh, having 95 girlfriends and um, literally <laughs> being <laughs> solely responsible for Perkins' stock being sky high, uh, because of all the waitresses he was tipping, um, I like I look. I get that god complex thing. I get thinking that you know my s doesn't stink. You know, part of the other problem was that when I was going through my bipolar craziness, like I used my gifts for bad. I use them for I've, you guys. You guys that have listened to the show and know the show, you guys know me talking about. I say it all the time. You can use your gift. You you are called to use your gifts for other people. You're not supposed to use your gifts for yourself. If you do, you end up like end up like Hitler. And and honestly, I I don't consider myself much better than him. I didn't do anything like well like that. But you know, I'm not a good person. I wasn't a good person. I I was the worst. I, look, I was really fantastic at being a crappy person. I was the greatest at it. But that's the thing. Is the moment that I started to live for him, the moment that I started to, that I, 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 I shed that skin and, and started living with, with, the spirit guiding me as much as possible. Look, I'm still flawed and, you know, I'm working on it. I'm working on things and I'm going to lead to something about prayer in a second. Um, But it's such a much more fulfilling life. I don't have any money. I haven't, I am, I I don't, I don't think I have anything in my bank account right now. No, think about it. Um, I mean, I get paid this week, but I like the point is this. I haven't made it. I'm on iHeartRadio, but I did it myself. I didn't pay to do it. I didn't pay to be on Facebook. I don't pay for ads. Everything that that is you see today started because I listened to God. And it started small. It started with this phone. And it's grown. It's evolved. We've been blessed to have the most amazing guests. And I'm so excited about you coming on the show, Mahogany. Um, this is going to be so much fun. Um, but every guest, Ivan, you've been on my show. You're a great guest. Um, and everyone, and inspiring stories. And part of my calling is to elevate other people's gifts. To expose, to be that bridge for young entrepreneurs, for to be that bridge for coaches that need to get a, a, a running start, for celebrities that don't know their celebrities yet, <laughs> helping them, helping them launch, helping people do their first interviews before they go on to bigger and better interviews. Actually, I think I'm a pretty good interviewer, um, but you know what I mean, like people on mainstream TV and have. 50 million viewers and stuff like that. Like, I like being that guy. I like elevating other people. I don't want to elevate myself. 
Part of the reason why, just so you know, like if I go on my Facebook page, we're obviously going to have more people watching because that's just the way it works. I've got 5,000 friends on there or something like that. I'm actually, no, most of them now. I've been weeding people out. It's great. Anyway, um, but I, 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 like I, I came over here because I want to build this. I'm starting brand new. I told you I'd jump around. I'm starting brand new on Spreaker. The Spreaker audience is actually growing. Those numbers are great. The iHeart numbers. I'm starting today's day one. I'm, I'm ready. I want to compete. I want to go. I want to get ratings. I want to get picked up by like stations. I want to go and do a guest spot in New York. Like I want to sit on a New York radio station and do radio in New York. Because, you know, New York's the mecca for radio. And then I want to do it in L.A. And, and I want to do it all over the world. I want to take this show and travel all over the world with it. Breathing life into other people. Elevating other people's messages. Giving people a voice that normally wouldn't have a voice. So, I don't have a problem starting all over. And I realize I'm starting all over on this page. But I'm going to build this. I'm going to do it because I'm not doing it for me. I'm doing it for him. And I want to elevate other people's purposes. And I want to and I want to help people see it. I want to help people see their purpose. I want to help people know that God has a plan for them. God has a plan for you. All of you. And if I can help you see it, if I can help you discover it, then I'm doing my job. So I, I, I jumped all over the place. So Johnny Manziel, oh, let's talk about this. Okay, so Johnny Manziel, um, he like came out as bipolar. And typically I, I make, I, you know, it's like, oh, whatever. Yeah, you're a sex addict. Okay, go, go, to, go to sex therapy. Okay, everything's good. Now we forgot it. That's like the Hollywood thing, right? You get in trouble doing something, you go to rehab and make everything right. And I'm just laugh because it's not real. Hey, Matt, good to see you, buddy. Um, Matt Schaefer does a great show. If you're listening, everyone listening right now on Facebook, look up Matt Schaefer, M-A-T-S-H-A-F-F-E-R. If you're listening on the radio, watch his show tonight on Facebook Live. It is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, I got to find a way to get him on the radio too because he just kills it. Um, and, and always learn. I always learn something when I watch him. Always. So, okay. So, I got off track. So, I didn't laugh when Johnny Manziel came out as bipolar because it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. And if you don't have people around you when you're bipolar to help guide you, guess what? You're going to do stuff like Johnny Manziel. You're going to do stuff like me. It, 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 it's a real condition and it really can suck. It can it's not, it's not an easy thing to deal with. You all, I, need, I honestly have to have a babysitter. I have to have a babysitter. Even now. Now, fortunately for me, babysitter means accountability partners. Babysitter means I have to have a team around me that supports my weaknesses and understands them. If my friend... If, 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 if my friends don't know that I'm bipolar... How are they going to, how are we going to have a real relationship? 
How can you have a real relationship with anybody if they don't know who you are? Seriously. Being bipolar is not fun. It can be. <laughs> but you also have to know, you have to be willing to step up and say, this is me, this is who I am. I'm bipolar, so please excuse me. If I'm, if I'm down, if I'm quiet, if I'm struggling, if I, if I seem rude to you, don't take it personally because it's not you, it's me. And, because, and, and for the longest time, the longest time, I couldn't have real friends. And don't, please, if you're listening and you grew up with me, don't take offense to that because I, I love you. But when I say friends, I wasn't a friend to you. If I picked up your bar tab and your dinners and all of that stuff, I did that because I felt like I needed to do that for you to be friends with me. I felt like I needed to buy your friendship because I didn't feel like I could... I was worth having friends. But I didn't feel that way because I wasn't being real. I wasn't... I didn't even know who the hell I was. How the heck was I supposed to show you who I was? This is me. Now. Everything that you get behind this microphone is me. Everything you see in public when you meet me is me. Better for better or worse. Scars and all. Arrest record and all. Drug abuse and all. Sex abuse and all. Financial failure and all. Amazing human being and all. A loving, caring, compassionate person and all. Someone that loves life. Someone that loves you. And someone that wants the best for everyone that I run across. That's me now. And I have been so blessed to be able to expose myself and be authentically me for the first time ever. And it's funny because in doing so, even with the warts, <laughs> even with, not really, not warts, like <laughs> I'm using a, well, I do have one on my finger, like right here. I try to chew it off and it keeps coming back. Anyway, um, but I'm able to just go, this is me. And for some reason now, for the first time in my life, I have friends. And people, if you're bipolar out there and you struggle with mental health issues, you know what, and you're hiding it, don't hide it. Don't hide it. You gotta, you gotta let the people around you know what's going on with you. Because how else are they going to love you? And part of loving you is helping you and, and, and understanding you and being able to talk to you or knowing when to back off, knowing when you may want to bite someone's face, you know, or it's like talking you down from a bipolar high because, you know, those highs can leave you, leave you grounded. So anyway, I, I support Johnny Manziel and I, I, I'm rooting for him because I get it. And I honestly believe, honestly believe that if he gets the right people around him, Johnny Manziel will be back and kicking ass in the NFL sooner than later. I hope so. I'm rooting for him. But I root for the underdogs.
<laughs> I, I, I didn't like Tim Tebow in college, but I root for Tim Tebow now just because everybody calls him a failure. Because um, I know what that's like. I know what it's like to be a failure. I know what it's like to believe something is so real in your head to only to find out that it's not. You know, that's what took so long for me to embrace being a visionary is because I didn't know what was real. But I can tell you that one of the things that's very real is what I feel right here in my spirit and in, in doing what I feel led to do. That's what's real for me. Um, what's the first step? So Carrie asked, what's the first step if someone thinks they might be? You know what? There's a lot of tests you can do. You can talk to a doctor. I... To be honest with you, if you think you're bipolar, I, I if you think it, before you start taking medications or anything like that, what I would do is I would try CBD. Swear to you, find a good quality, whole leaf, full leaf, um, full spectrum CBD product. And the reason why is because that, uh, like, you, you can't hurt yourself with CBD. You know, you can't, it doesn't get you high. So if you take it, there's a good chance that you'll be able to, um, if you take it, you may start to feel better. If, Cause there's studies out there right now that say that we have CBD deficiencies. Think about that. So if we have a deficiency, maybe that's a part of the problem, right? I mean, I switched from breast milk to cheeseburgers pretty fast, so I, it's <laughs> just no, there's no really seriously I switched to cheeseburgers quick um, we've talked about that on the show so I, I would I would recommend that because I don't think you can go wrong with it anyway um, so yesterday I want to break away from that I just Johnny Manziel anyone out there that I, I support Johnny Manziel I'm so I'm proud that it came out because it unfortunately takes people stepping up and talking and sometimes no one listens until a celebrity talks. And I think it's important to listen to what he has to say. And if you think that you're struggling with it, um, it is worth talking to a doctor. But I do want to recommend uh, possibly doing um, CBD as an alternative to the medications. Because you may feel, be able to embrace, um, you know, just enjoy the ride a little bit more. Because bipolar, being bipolar is a gift. So is being dyslexic, <laughs> just is, and the ability to hyperfocus, um, unlike what I'm doing now. So I want to I want to talk about this too. Um, so I go to the Rock Church. I'm a big fan of Life Church in Oklahoma City. That's my home church. I'm a huge fan of the Good Fight Ministries. That's who I tithe to um, in Oklahoma City. But here in San Diego, I go to a church called the Rock, and they've started a lesson or a, a series called Dialed In. And what I like about Dialed In is it's really challenging people to pray. And God changed my life. God 190% changed my life. And, and it, it changes my life a lot. Like I experience new things a lot. I... I grow a lot, um, and I also am faced with new challenges a lot. And I, 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 even though I turn my life around, 
I and I've always prayed. I pray. I mean, I not always prayed. I, I the last two and a half years since I gave my life to Christ, I pray every day. I read the Bible every day. I read my devotionals every day, and I try to write every day. But what I realized where I was failing miserably is I was not praying big enough. I wasn't praying thoughtful prayers that stretched my faith and and, stre- and, 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 and really just... <laughs> it's not challenging God, but I just know I wasn't bold enough in my prayers and what He could actually do. And... I think that anyone that is at prayer, like prays, and whether whatever you believe, if you really pray, I think you understand how magnificent it is for you. And I have not been praying. I, I do gratitude. I do gratitude. I'm grateful to have the opportunity to be on iHeartRadio and, and be on Spreaker and be on the Armed Radio Network. No, God. No, not them. The Edge Radio Network, guys, I, I, too many names. Um, I'm grateful to be on YouTube and Facebook. I'm grateful, grateful. I do my gratitude every day, extensively. But praying for other people, praying for the areas that I need to work on on my body, uh, on, 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 well, yeah, my body too. I got to get ripped. Um, but I, I want to, like, I'm not praying bold enough. I'm not praying thoughtfully enough. I'm not, I pray for people, but I don't pray for enough people. I also don't confess enough. I'm not Catholic, but I don't confess to God enough. I, I don't plead on behalf, or on, uh, I don't plead to God on behalf of other people like I should. And I also don't petition God. And and this is the area where I really fall short because I know that God wants to do something supernatural in all of our lives and can. It's just about believing it and then and then asking for it. Like whatever crazy thing you think, you can pray for it. I think that I think that God will answer your prayers if your prayer and what you're requesting is meant to be used to benefit other people. I think if you go, I want that Maserati, Lord. I want that Maserati. I don't think you're going to get it. I mean, I guess you could still technically get it. But like prayer, praying purposefully to use your gifts to strengthen you for you to have a greater impact on other people, for you to be blessed financially so that you can bless other people. I don't pray in detail enough about that. And then just even praising God and thanking God for what I have. I, I mean, I do. It's part of gratitude. But there's so much more. There's so much more. And so I started a... Um, it's called Dialed In. You can't see all of my writing here. But it's, it's front and back. It's like six different sections of prayer. And it's important to me that I took this challenge. And I... It's, 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 I can tell you that, um, today I did this. I think it's the very first time I've ever had a very meaningful prayer and really meaningful outside of the time that I gave my life to Christ. It was the first real conversation 
where I asked questions, then listened and wrote since I was in jail. And I, a lot came on my heart today. Um, and one of them was basically letting you guys know that if you ever need someone to pray for you about something that you're welcome to message me on Facebook, um, and I will pray for you. And I don't respond very fast on messenger, but I, I have no better way to do this right now. So I give you my word that I will pray for you if you reach out. Um, I also realize that I'm falling short as a leader. One of the prayers that I used to pray all the time was that asking God to, um, I want to be like Joshua. I want to be a leader like Joshua in the Bible. I want to step into my purpose that feverishly. And so this is something that's very, very important to me to do because I feel like that's what I was made to do. So I, 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 I'm really challenging myself to grow and I'm going to try to stretch myself as much as I possibly can over the next few days. Uh, actually over the next week, I'm going to take this seven days at a time. Um, and hopefully just keep it going, but I'm committed to doing this because I want to, I want to, I want to see what God can really do in my life. I want to find out how limitless I can really be with him guiding me. So I'm challenging myself, looking to learn. Um, guys, I appreciate you, Matt. Thank you so much for joining. Um, everybody listening on Spreaker, Ivan, thank you again. Mahogany, you're, you're the best. Thank you so much. Uh, Bonnie, good to see you. Um, yeah, you may not even need a diagnosis. That's right. Carrie wants to know. She wanted to know earlier about discovering um, if you're bipolar or not. Look, there's a lot of tests, and there's also a lot of people that are misdiagnosed. Um, but I, you look for me, um, I, I, I'm not a doctor, um, and I don't want to offend any of my physician friends, but if you think you're bipolar, I would recommend trying CBD first because it's better than the medication. Unless if you really, really need it, if CBD doesn't work for you, then, you know, go talk to a doctor. Um, but if you're currently taking medication, please, please don't stop taking it abruptly and start using CBD. Um, please don't do that, please. But talk to your doctor about CBD. Um, it's a great alternative. I really believe in it. It's, I mean, it's in breast milk. Like how freaking bad can it be for you? Um, and in fact, it's really great after working out too. I, I dig it. So I, I got this yesterday. This is RSO. If you guys have heard about RSO, just Google RSO. Rick Simpson oil. Wow. Um, starting to work with a brand uh, that makes that and it's the, it, unbelievable. Okay, so I apologize about jumping all over the place. Um, again, the show was meant to be, well, <laughs> it, was, it was supposed to be an interview, but just so happens that my very first day on uh, iHeartRadio, we, um, we were solo and so we talked about this. Um, you're welcome to reach out and ask questions at any time. Um, I'm not a doctor, but I will be honest with you and give you my opinion. Um, you know, if you have questions about bipolar, if you need support, uh, we are here for you. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching. Um, I'm just beyond grateful for all of you. And uh, I'm going to play Mahogany's other song. I don't know if there's cuss words on this. I forgot. I'm going to play it anyway.
the long intro. It's mahogany styles. I love this. Thank you guys so much for joining the show today. And um, thank you everyone on Spreaker. Thank you, iHeartRadio. Thank you, everybody watching on Facebook. I appreciate you guys very much. Thank you, Mahogany Styles. Uh, you're terrific. Uh, you guys have a blessed day. Thank you so much.